Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, April 25th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Maya Sargent. And I'm Christina Lulich. Let's see What's What near you. This morning, President Joe Biden announced he's running for re-election. He's asking voters to give him more time to finish the job, which could be tough considering recent polling. The Associated Press reported only 26% of Americans would want to see the president run for re-election. But he says he'll continue the fight for the soul of America. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Jury selection began today for former President Donald Trump's latest lawsuit. He's being accused of sexually assaulting and defaming writer E. Jean Carroll from an incident in the 90s. Trump has denied all allegations. Carroll filed the lawsuit in November of last year. The trial will take place in the U.S. District Court in Manhattan. This morning, some of the world's most influential and powerful people met for the Time 100 Summit in Columbus Circle. Time magazine has told the stories of successful people around the globe for a hundred years. Some of the speakers at the summit were Democratic Representative Nancy Pelosi, director Steven Spielberg, and artist John Legend. This year's event placed a special focus on climate action leadership, while spotlighting solutions and encouraging action toward a better world. The Police Benevolent Association in New York City can expect to see an update to their working conditions. Over 97% of its union members voted in favor of ratifying a contract agreement with the city this week. Police officers will receive a wage increase of up to 4%, retroactive to 2017 and extending until 2025. The deal also includes a new pilot program that will allow officers to test out longer shifts. This is in hopes of reducing the number of working days in the calendar year. Music artist and activist Harry Belafonte died today due to congestive heart failure. He was 96. Belafonte topped the pop charts in the 50s, breaking music records and racial barriers. He was known for his highly personalized style of folk music and hits like Banana Boat and Jamaica Farewell. His album Calypso was the first album by a single artist to sell more than a million copies. Belafonte, who was born in Harlem to West Indian immigrants, made waves in show business, especially during a time of segregation. He was a pillar in the civil rights movement, working with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. early on in his career. Together, they organized protests and benefit concerts. Belafonte said he did not think of himself to be an artist who became an activist, but rather an activist who happened to be an artist. And speaking about music and the arts, we're joined here today with WFUV's Rosie Lenz. So Rosie, I hear there's an event happening in Lincoln Center tonight. Tell me more about it. Yeah, absolutely. So the New York Philharmonic is hosting their spring gala celebrating John Williams. Philharmonic conductor Ken David Mazur will be joined by John Williams on stage. They'll be leading the orchestra through a collection of Williams pieces. So cool. And what is John Williams known for? Well, he's composed a number of memorable film scores like Star Wars and Jaws. 
and he's received five Academy Awards and 53 Oscar nominations. Director Steven Spielberg will also be in attendance tonight, and he'll present clips to accompany Williams' music. It really sounds like a star-studded lineup, right, Rosie? Absolutely. Thanks a lot for being here. On this day in 1970, the Jackson 5 started a two-week run at number one on the singles chart with ABC. It was the group's second number one hit in the United States. When we think about whales on the East Coast, our minds usually jump to places like Cape Cod or Nantucket. But these marine mammals are New Yorkers too. WFUV's Isabel Danzis has more on the growing whale population in the metropolitan area and the challenges they face. In the Big Apple, Gotham Whale has their eyes on these huge sea mammals. Gotham Whale is a research and advocacy group aimed at teaching New Yorkers about marine conservation and the whales in our own backyard. There are over 30 marine species, including whales, that call the New York, New Jersey bite home. That's the shore and water that stretches from Cape May, New Jersey to Montauk Point in Long Island. We believe the whales are coming to the area is the abundance of their prey fish, which is called menhaden. And so these super large schools of menhaden, I mean, the size of a football field, um, are attracting the whales to come here to dine. And clearly they're communicating somehow that the food here is just so abundant. That was Sarah Ryan Hudson, an environmental attorney and the director of advocacy at Gotham Whale. She says the area off the coast of New York and New Jersey didn't always attract whales, but today many whales are returning year after year. And the organization knows this because of their pioneering data collection method. They ask everyday people to keep their eyes on the water and to inform them if they see any whales. It's called citizen science. They then add that data to a big catalog of whales in the area. And because of that cataloging, in 2021, the organization documented the first mother humpback whale to bring her baby to the area. And then in 2022, the organization saw the baby return alone. And so that's indicative of, um, you know, mother humpback whales teaching their young that this is a feeding area. And so um, by doing this citizen science and by doing this humpback whale cataloging, we're able to see those trends. Hudson says that citizen science is an effective way to collect data, but it also encourages everyday people to get involved with the whales. And citizen science enables us to use the power of community to ask people to keep their eyes on the water for us and collect this information in a cost-effective way. And um, it also brings people into the work in a way where they can connect with it and be involved with it and care about it in a way um, that's deeper. Hudson says citizen science also brings people closer to the research and the whales themselves. She says once people identify a whale, Gotham Whale can then inform people about where that whale came from based on their past research. It helps people connect to them on that deeper level of like, here's this whale's life story, um, here's what we know about it. And we, we find that, that people get really interested in knowing that we're able to tell individual whales apart. And then also they get really excited to know, you know about them and learn more about them. However, Despite the increase in whales in the area, 
these creatures also face serious issues. Offshore wind activity are growing louder after two more whales were found dead in the past two days. Another dead whale has been discovered on a beach in our area. Authorities say the 20-foot-long humpback whale was found washed ashore in Brigantine, New Jersey yesterday. It's not so much the number, but the pace of whale deaths that's concerning scientists. Federal environmentalists confirm 23 dead whales have washed up on the East Coast shore since December. And as of this afternoon, another dead humpback whale is drifting towards the Jersey Shore. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, 16 whale strandings have occurred between December and March 2023 on the east coast of the United States alone. Ten of these strandings have been in the New York, New Jersey area. According to Rob Giovanni, founder and chief scientist at the Atlantic Marine Conservation Society, whale strandings and deaths have been on the rise since 2016. At the time of, of my initial assessment of this, it was October 2017, and at that point in time, um, we looked at the frequency of strandings for that year, and we were seeing a, an average of a whale stranding every 63 days. By the end of that year, we were seeing an average whale stranding uh, on an average of 28 days. And that's kind of what carried us through for the, for the next couple of uh, years, is that we started to see this, this large increase. In March. Dia Giovanni talked about whales in the New York, New Jersey area during a webinar hosted by the New York League of Conservation Voter Education Fund. His organization responds to stranded whales and other marine life. They also try and assess the causes of death. And while sometimes the cause of death is hard to know, disease and vessel strikes are common culprits. Overall, Gotham Whale and other organizations work to try and keep whales safe. Keeping the New York, New Jersey bite safe is important because in addition to being a home for some animals, it is also a spot for animals just passing through. For WFUV News, I'm Isabel Danzis. That was WFUV's Isabel Danzis talking about whales off the coasts of New York and New Jersey and how local organizations are working to keep them safe. And that's our show for today. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Maya Sargent. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, and culture. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.